I-D-J-I-T, spells Paul Mackey, and this is day 18 of the Dog Days of Podcasting. When I think of roadside attractions of my youth, it's primarily those along Interstate 90 or Interstate 94. There are three key big things alongside Interstate 94, and the last time we saw the prairie chicken in Rothsay, Minnesota. This week is the world's largest buffalo in Jamestown, North Dakota. It's 26 feet tall and 46 feet long, and it is also frequently noted that it is anatomically correct. So, let's move on to this bison bull. Really Big Things, a Serial, by Paul Mackey. Episode 7. Bison bull. The barman fussed about, pouring the ale. I don't want no trouble, sir, said the barman as he placed the ale in front of Eric. I just serve the travelers who pass by on the road. Hardly any even know about the door in the cave. Eric took a long pull on the mug. It was damn nice being corporeal for a while. But business was at hand, and Suzette was sitting in a parking lot in the cold. He sighed. There won't be any trouble, Sam, if you just tell me if Jack said he was going anywhere. That's the thing, sir. He... Just then, the back door swung open and Jack entered the tavern, tightening his belt. Eric, he said with a smile. Then he paled as Eric sprang up and threw him against the door. Why'd you cross us, Jack? Jack sputtered and choked. He was thankful he had just taken care of nature's call moments ago. He gasped, and Eric relented a second, drawing his forearm back off Jack's bruised windpipe. Why would I cross you, Eric? The subject got the pills from me on the second try almost no problem. Big problem, snarled Eric, shoving him back against the door, hard. The subject never got the pills, Jack. Never got em, never took em. I went to explain the plan and he walked right on past me. Stop wasting my time. I gave the pills to Jeremy as soon as I could. There were small complications, but he has them. Eric's eyes narrowed. The subject's name is Mike. Who is this Jeremy? Jeremy breathed a ragged sigh and regarded his face in the scratched-up rest area mirror. Should have stuck with alcohol. Nice, predictable alcohol. He splashed cold water on his face with trembling hands. Wait a minute, he thought. He fished the baggie out of his jeans pocket and regarded the blue pill and the green pill. Maybe he just took the wrong one. Or maybe the blue one balances out some of the effects of the red one. Maybe he was supposed to take all three. Jeremy looked at his pale features in the mirror again. Or maybe he'd just drop right into full-scale psychosis. Jeremy shrugged, pulled out the blue pill, and popped it in his mouth, washing it down with a handful of water. Then he left the bathroom and ran in the drizzle back to the car. Everything come out all right? asked Chris. Fine, grumbled Jeremy. What's next? The world's largest bison bull, and may I just say you are a ray of sunshine today. Really, it's heartwarming, and I'm glad to see it. I think this drizzle may turn to snow soon. The drizzle did turn to snow, somewhere around Valley City, North Dakota. Chris's knuckles whitened as he gripped the steering wheel a little tighter. Jeremy, meanwhile, was oblivious to Chris's tense driving. They'd passed several commercial mascots over the past hour, and not one of them had shown any sign of life. Jeremy had relaxed to the point that the constant drone of public radio had begun to grate on him. Can we listen to something else? I worked hard to get as apathetic as I am today, and I don't want to ruin it. Well, I burned some podcasts to CD. Whatever, anything. 
Hi, I'm Peter Sagel. Welcome to the podcast edition of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News. You turned off public radio and put on a recording of public radio? Yeah, said Chris, shrugging. Now, I'm trying to stay out of the ditch, so shut up for a while. As luck would have it, the snowburst subsided as they were pulling into the Jamestown area. We'll be staying in Jamestown tonight, but after the bison we have to go further west. We're a bit late getting into town, so we should probably go directly to the bison. I'm supposed to meet with someone from the town to talk about it around two. They drove up the hill past some kind of replica frontier town and parked at the end of the street. Here the bison loomed over them. Jeremy looked tentatively up at it. Standing tall and unmoving, the street below the bison was deserted. On a nearby hillside, some kids were doing stunts in the snow on their bikes. Mr. Chris consulted a small notepad. Jeffries from the Historical Society was supposed to meet me here. Jeremy, itching to leave before things started talking, said, Well, looks like we're too late. Take some shots and... Jeremy trailed off as he looked away from the inanimate bison and noticed Chris had walked over to the kids. Jeremy followed and heard one of the kids say, Yeah, there was an old guy hanging around for a while. He left. Chris checked his watch. I really don't have time to track him down. He caught the kid's coat sleeve. You guys know any kind of stories or traditions about this? The buffalo? The kid said dully. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes after it snows, we try to peg it in the junk with snowballs. Oh, God, please don't let him do that. Jeremy looked up incredulously. The bison bull was looking down now at him. Really? said Chris. Let's see. The bison shook its head from side to side as the kid pelted the statue right in the equipment with a sloppy wet snowball. Good shot. Were you even listening to me? Chris was bending over, trying to scrape up enough slush together to form a ball of his own. Dude, said Jeremy. Don't. Lighten up, Jeremy. It's all in good fun. It's just snow. You want pictures with snow all over its unit, then go right ahead. Oh. Chris's eyebrows shut up. Ooh, good point. Hey, guys, thanks for the fun, but I need to get some pictures here. Jeremy dared a quick peek back up at the bull, which looked back at him relieved, then cartoonishly winked at him. Thanks. Chris finished a volley of shots at various settings, and he clapped Jeremy on the shoulder. Come on, we should be able to get to the last site before dusk if the weather holds. You have been listening to Really Big Things by Paul Mackey. Music is Chronodermis by Nanochrist. Look them up at www.nanochrist.com. Please send comments and feedback to reallybigthings at gmail.com. I think by now I had moved on to a handheld voice recorder instead of that built-in iMac mic. Eventually, I recorded parts of really big things on this very blue snowball currently capturing my voice. We get some more of the tavern beyond the Happy Chef door. Notably, Eric can manhandle Jack in this realm, compared to mostly invisible, always incorporeal in her own. The transitions between scenes are still abrupt at this point. I had yet to deal with that. There were technically two cameos here, I guess. I stole some public radio podcast audio, though I guess the introduction could just barely be considered content. The official uncredited cameo was Michael R. Menengay of Farpoint Media. I'm pretty sure I said Evo already did it when requesting the clip. I don't remember who in my past had shared the anecdote about throwing snowballs at the buffalo, but I have never done so myself. Well, that's it for now. 
I'm going to be working on some more That 80s Show tonight, later, late night. So, I'll just say happy hunting! You have been listening to the One Idget's Thoughts on podcast, produced by Paul Mackey in association with QuadrupleZ.com. Theme music is Too Good by Jack Mangan and is used by permission from him. If you would like to hear other podcasts by me, you might try The Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast about the TV series Slings and Arrows, or Idgetcast, an intro cast for the TV series Supernatural. Both can be found on fine podcasting listening software everywhere or at quadruplez.com. Love is tough, but so old.